Hello, adventurers. My name's Tyler. And I'm Richard. On today's episode, Richard will be getting led through a game of Quietus. Welcome to True Strike. Howdy, folks, and welcome to our show. It is still spooky month, so we're still playing spooky games. And Tyler has chosen one for me tonight. Uh, This is a game that neither one of us has played, as is the theme. And we are going with Quietus, is the name of it? Yeah, we're going to be doing a kind of a truncated version of this, try to get it done within our normal, like, time frame. So we're going to kind of skip the general, like, character creation and you know act one of this game so to speak uh so richard okay male or female male or uh non-binary male male uh what's your name uh jared okay jared that's all i need to know that's it that's it oh this is easy yeah uh so (laughs) outside of that i'm gonna go ahead and set this up uh buckle up everyone and just a heads up as far as uh, any kind of uh, sensitive subjects trigger warnings things like that this game has the potential of having very dark themes possibly gore and <laughs> rich looking you me told like, me none of this <laughs> well do i have your consent <laughs> yeah sure uh uh the hour and i mean this this isn't a joke this is our x card Tap on this if you want me to skip what I'm saying, or like a dialogue or anything, and I'll skip right over it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yes, it's one of those kind of games, uh, listeners, and it can get kind of uh, kind of tense. So feel free to skip this if you if you want to. No hard feelings. Uh, for those along for the ride, let's go. I'm panicking now. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard, Becca could sleep through anything. She's your wife. And a terrible hailstorm came through last year, setting off every car alarm in the street. And she didn't know about it until the next morning when you told her. At first, uh, you tried waking her when Lucas cried, but it was a lost cause. So you got up again and again all through the night, counting the hours, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., hello, 5 a.m. The slightest thing wakes you up even though you don't need to wake up for Lucas anymore. The floorboards creak, and for a moment in your exhaustion, borderline chronic for the last four years, it's merged by a swelling joy as you think you're home, and that it's Lucas coming to tell you that he can't sleep or that he's hungry, or maybe he had a bad dream. But no, maybe you've just been having a bad dream, and your eyes spring open. No Lucas, of course not. Not home either. You're still in the cabin, the holiday that everyone assured you you needed after what you've been through. Not in your bed, but Becca's still beside you, sleeping because of of course she friggin' is. She can sleep through any... Then you realize... If Becca's asleep, what else made the floorboards creak? And as your eyes adjust to the darkness, you see a tall man in blue jumpsuit 
looming over the foot of your bed, holding a hammer. What do you do? I would jump out of bed and probably try and tackle him. Oh, really? So right off the jump, I'm going to I'm going to let you choose. Would you consider this a tense or a desperate role? Ooh. Uh this feels desperate. It feels desperate it feels to me too, but I didn't want to push I, you right out the gate. I'm like snapping awake. Yeah. So there's no tension here. There is just No, this is desperation. Desperation, I would feel. Yeah. I'm not sure what this means. <laughs> right. But I, I feel like this would be desperation. All right. So here's the thing. You have to choose before you roll. Okay. Are you going to push this? If you do, uh, pushing a desperate roll is actually less harmful to you than pushing a tense roll even. Because a tense roll, you roll a d6 and you gain that much anxiety. Mm-hmm. On a desperate roll, if you push it, you do roll a d6, but you take half, rounded up, the anxiety. The anxiety? Right. Okay. You also, of course, you know, could attempt to... Uh, tell me, you could tell me about a scar you have that's that reminds you of this moment to add another die, and that would give you one anxiety off the jump. Is there anything in your past that this is triggering to give you that extra die? That this is triggering of, huh? Yeah. Okay. It can be anything in my past. I'm just making this. And in fact, I'm I'm here. You're 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 GM through this. If you need, if there's an additional character in your in your story, I can play that character. That's how this game works. Okay. So, it's up to you, though. You don't have to. There doesn't have to be a scar. So right now I'm rolling a single die, right? Right now you're rolling one I'm rolling die. one die. Absolutely. And I'm trying to, trying to get to my goal. Yes. Now, if I push, that means I roll a secondary die. Yes. Right? And then after that, I roll a die and then add the rounded down right. as anxiety. Up, but right half. As anxiety. Yes. And I'm starting with no anxiety. You have zero anxiety currently. And if I were to talk about a scar, so this yes. is something bad in my past. Correct. Um, then I can just add a die for free, and then I get one anxiety. One anxiety. For that. Yep. Okay. So um, I guess I could say I don't really know what the what the bounds of a scar is, like how bad it has to be. It just has to be... It could be traumatic, it could be terrible and traumatic, or it could just be just a sad memory or something that's just, it doesn't sit right. It's something that's bothered you to this day, that when you, when you, you're, you're running forward to tackle this person, right? Whether it's the fact that you're waking up in the night, whether it's a person with a hammer, whether it's tackling, all these things that are happening right now, something that you relate to a bad memory or something that still bothers you to this day. Well, I would say then um, is that when I was younger, so before I was married, yes, uh, I used to have uh, problems sleeping. Right, I used to have night terrors. Oh, okay. um, basically sleep paralysis demons. So I would wake up and see somebody over me. Oh um, no! But I couldn't move. Right, right. I don't know if you if you know anything about sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. but yeah, you you see something, you know, whatever it may be, and you're you're unable to do anything. You basically feel powerless. Right. Uh, so probably through most of my teenage years, 
I had issues with this and I probably went through a lot of therapy for yeah. it to try and overcome it. Uh, and it is something that I did overcome before I met Becca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't had any night terrors or any sleep paralysis since meeting Becca. But still, this sounds incredibly traumatizing. But now I wake up and I see this and I think that they're back again. Yeah. And I think that this is just another demon that I have to face again after so many years. But I realize I can move. This time you can this do time something. I can move. Mm-hmm. And that is when I make the desperate attempt to lunge. I love it. At this man. That's amazing. So mark one anxiety. So I start with that. zero. You start with zero. So okay. now you're to one. You can do ha- the little hashes if you want. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, if you haven't played this, if he reaches 10 anxiety, it affects the, the types of rolls he can make the rest of the game. Yee. And as you're uh, gaining hope, gaining despair, and gaining anxiety, I would like to ask you to flavor your role playing based on your character's uh, mental status. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So because now. As the titular threat gains dread through this game on my side of the table, it will become more and more menacing as well. More and more menacing. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Hello. I'm so excited. All right. So now I get two dice. Yes. Um, I am rolling these now and I'm looking for not additions of dice, but numbers on these dice. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking to get a, a four to five for a lesser success. Correct. A six is a success. A six is a success. And a one to three is not a success. Correct. Okay. So we're going to roll my two dice mm-hmm. that I have bought. You don't myself. want to push for a third. I don't. Don't think I should. Okay. This early you don't in have the to. gate. I don't think I should. I'm feeling really good about this six I'm That's about good. to roll. That's not very good, actually. Um, I rolled a one and a two. Yeah. Is there a critical fail here? So, well, one to three is is get bad. You get you take the highest number. Okay. So I'm gonna. Uh, oh, so, you take the highest number. So yes. a two. So is still here, a failure. So here, uh, on a desperate roll, uh, you don't achieve what you set out to do. You suffer a severe consequence. And you increase your despair track by one. And the GM gains two points of dread. We're starting this off. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so I gained a despair and I did not achieve. No, and you get a severe consequence. That, that's what's bad for you. So you tell me about this sleep paralysis demon. (laughs) So, oh man. So as you lunge forward, I have to ask, are you wearing pajamas to bed? Uh, yeah, uh, Jared's kind of a, um, the, you know, the long sleeve pajama. Yeah. Yeah. Light blue with the yep. stripes. And oh, stuff but how did that. you know? <laughs> That's exactly what I was envisioning. Yeah. So as you lunge forward off the foot of the bed and you attempt to tackle this, uh, this gentleman getting up close, uh, you notice that they are wearing a cheap Halloween mask, something you could find at like a Dollar General of just a spooky looking skeleton, but one of them cheap, flimsy plastic ones with like a little black strap that goes around the back. And it doesn't even cover the full face. Like this was made for a kid, maybe. Oh, great. And you can see the bottom bit of the chin and a bald head sticking out over the top. And when you go to tackle, you do so, except. He does not budge. It's like tackling an ox 
and you wrap around attempting to bring to the floor and he just stands there and with one hand picks you up hammer in the right hand uh, holding you up by the throat with the left hand and just slams you into a dresser objects falling all over the floor uh still becca does not wake and when you come to because your visions not only is it dark but everything's blurry now uh, you feel a warm drip down your forehead uh, as it seems that your skull has been split slightly and blood is starting to run over your eye. How will you proceed, my friend? So he's still at the foot of the bed, I'm assuming? He's still staring at you and then turns the head towards Becca. Is there anything around me that I could pick up? Like oh, there's... Something there's, that I could use as a weapon? There... Uh, there's a picture frame that fell and shattered to the floor next to you. Shards of glass there. There is a. It looks like a like a trophy for like a hunting trophy. There's like a moose. Uh, yeah, it's like a golden plastic moose, but you know the base of it is stone that also fell to the ground. Maybe that's what it hit you on the head. And uh, uh, there's a baseball also that rolled off the dresser onto the ground. Take a pick. So the the trophy the base is made out of stone. Yes, looks like I could whack somebody with. Oh, it. for sure. I would pick that up. Yeah, and uh, if he's like starting to turn away from me, I would attempt to hit him in the back of the head with it. Okay, you do so, and I'm gonna ask you to make me another desperate roll. I'm sorry, but this situation we're starting off quick here, as this is a very serious situation. Alright, so I'm making another desperate roll. And he starts to walk towards Becca around to her side of the bed. Hammer lifted up. Mm. I definitely I have to push this. Yeah? Oh, this makes sense as your anxiety starts to build knowing that this person could potentially kill the love of your life. But I think I might want to push it and roll for it. Yeah. Just to risk it. Because I've, I've been, I can roll low. We've proven that. Yes. <laughs> That's true. So is this, is this you rolling to see how much anxiety you gain? Yes. Okay. Go for it. So do I do that first before I do the push? Yeah, it's or, fine. Okay. I, I, I like this. I like to knock it out so we don't forget about it. All right. So this is when I need my one that I roll. Yes. Or one or two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Both. It's a four. Okay, so that's two. So it's two. So I gain two anxiety. But now I have two dice for this roll. Now, I could... I think I said round it up earlier. Round it down. Yeah. Was oh, it rounded down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But um, three right. and four is still, is still two. So uh, I could reveal another scar, gain anyway. one, more anxiety... Uh -huh. gain an extra die, right? Absolutely. Because I can push it a third time, but Absolutely. I would definitely take another anxiety. 100%. Your anxiety is not terrible right now, considering the situation you're in. Considering the situation that we're in, yes. yes. And for dear listeners, these games typically don't start off this intense. However, to fit this into a podcast format in this uh, hour-long-ish we usually shoot for, oh, we raise the tension right off the jump. 
But if you play us at home, feel free to, you know, build characters and kind of like work into the story. You don't have to start off with hammers swinging. We're rolling with it. Let's go. Oh, We're just two, two dice. dice. We're doing two dice. I was here. hoping to hear another tale. That is better. a five. Yeah, that is better. On a four to five, uh, the player achieves what they set out to do, but the GM also takes two points of dread. The player also chooses to suffer a severe consequence or raise their despair by one. All right. Um, There's only one right answer here, unless I, you're really feeling. I will feeling it. I will suffer the consequences of my actions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want you to do me a favor. Tell me how it goes, and I'm going to take over when it goes bad. So, I pull myself up off the floor. I take a quick glance around. I think about taking the glass, but then I realize that I. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll probably cut myself. <laughs> and I look over and I see this crappy trophy. Oh, yeah. But it looks heavy. Third place buck shooting. It looks like it could do something. Or, and, do, or moose bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I want to try and hit him <laughs> in the back of the head with this. So I grab it. I pull myself up to my feet and I lunge across the room at him and I swing it high. Yeah. And I try and hit him square in the back of the head. Right. And when you go to do so you actually do hit him but he turns at the last second and you crack him more across the shoulder and he stumbles back and when he does he grabs your arm on his way back and he yoinks you and you go out of a window you fall he grabs and as he's falling back into the wall the momentum he pulls with you and you go out of a single pane glass window down you're on the second floor you fall two floors into freshly fallen snow bed well that's something i guess glass raining down over you and your pajamas freezing cold do i still have my trophy do you probably not then no <laughs> i think i would have dropped that on the way down yeah as you're laying there bits of glass and snow falling on you you see him look out the window down at you Look the direction that Becca's in, and then that's the last you see of him as he walks, presumably, towards your sleeping wife. Okay. Can I get up and get back into the house? I do want to give you, uh, I do want to give you a point of hope because as you did hit, you, you heard an audible. <coughs> And you notice as you're falling that there the wound is on like the shoulder. You see wound with blood already starting to stain uh, the jumpsuit. So if it can bleed, you can kill it. <laughs> okay. And you take a little hope in that. All right. So yeah, I'm trying to get back in the house. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you? At this point, there is a on the back side of the house. There's two double doors, and in the front, there's one single of this two-story uh, log cabin that you are staying out in this retreat. And what side do you want to go up? Because you are on the side of the house right now. Do you want to go the front door or the back door? So, are there are there windows on like the front porch? Absolutely, yeah. There's uh, there's a single window on each side of the main door. Do you go to the front door? Big enough to go through? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, because the the house would be locked. Right. 
Do you go to the front door? So I would go to the front door. It's open. It's open? Yes. Okay, so I'm running inside then. Okay. Um, And I'm looking for anything that I can find on the way up the stairs that would replace my trophy. Okay. Uh, so, all right. For this, you know what? You're, you're in a position where you'd be able to find some stuff. There, uh, next to a fireplace, there's a fire poker. Uh, I know that's a typical, like, movie, like, trope weapon. There's that. There's also a kitchen downstairs with all the accoutrements that a kitchen would have. Uh, so, I think really, kind of tell me what you're looking for, and I can tell you if it's there. would be closer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I'm in Especially right there in the living room. Yeah, so I would grab that and okay. then run upstairs. All right, you do so. And then bust through the door. You break on through the other side. Yeah. As you, like as I bust through the door, I'm probably like screaming. At this point, you walk in, and the hammer of this gentleman is sitting on the nightstand, and he has both of his giant hands around Becca's throat, and she has one hand on his hands, and the other trying to slap at his face, but you could tell she's starting to lose consciousness. Okay, I would. Uh, I'm going for the back of the head again with the poker. With the poker, yeah. You know what's gonna happen. It yeah, doesn't. It doesn't get less desperate than these situations. I know it doesn't get less desperate. Um. So yes, uh, we have a single die. Yes. Um. We have. Uh. I do have to warn you. In this situation, if you fail. Miraculously, one to three. Becca will die. Okay. So we've got one die that we're getting automatically. Yes. We're going to round down. Is it down? Or up? I guess it is up. Because three becomes a two. Okay. Right? Half of three. It doesn't round down to a one. 1. 1.5 becoming a one. It goes to a two. So I guess it's rounded up. Oh, my God. You're amazing so that's a six <laughs> you know you had you had, you actually had another option here you could have used your uh npc as aid <laughs> what npc your wife oh well you could have made that argument no. but you didn't <laughs> well no this this isn't my action though what is this? This is a roll to add another die to my pool. Oh, no. Yes. I thought this was your no, action. <laughs> uh, this was not. I didn't call it as an action. No, I, I misunderstood. I was calling this as the other thing. I wish that I made this roll. Oh, and just no. I totally misunderstood this. No. So. That's bad. That's bad, that's, right? So, I don't know if I already said it. That was a six. Yes. So, in, uh, if he had rolled that as his roll, it would have been amazing. He would have succeeded perfectly. Uh, however, that... <laughs> That is him taking three points of anxiety. Okay. So that's bad. <laughs> but now I have two dice. You have two dice. I have two dice now. Yeah. I need to get another six. Yeah. I'm going to add a third um, because in this moment, yeah. I, I don't feel like I can do this because I remember being a child and being mocked by my peers. So, yes, and if you don't want to do that, 
you instead of taking things, you can tell me the story if you like, because I'm I want to hear it. But if you don't want to take the one anxiety, I would say that the giving help as a side character uh, works here because normally if you want you ask the GM, you know, if the side character can help. Uh, if you fail it bad enough, the side character will die as an outcome, but they give you um, a dice to help you. At this point, if you fail, Becca's going to die anyway. <laughs> okay. So what kind of help action could she give me? She gives you an extra dice. She would give me an extra die, but yes. how is she giving me an extra die? Because she is taking up his full attention right now. Mm -hmm. And she, even with just the, the light pattering, she's yeah. just keeping his she's attention. She's keeping his attention. Okay. Right. I, well, I would argue that is the case. However, you, you don't have to go with that if, if you like your story better of it. Well, I mean, I could still tell you the story, which is, I don't think that I'm actually going to connect with this <laughs> yeah, because I have been bad at the sports for my entire life. And uh, physical things just aren't my bag. Um, but I have to try and stop him. Okay. This is what I have to do. Yeah. I have to try and swing. Absolutely. So now I'm hoping that I can get another six like I just got. Yeah. One roll ago. You've only got, you've got three chances for it. I got three chances here. What could go wrong? Everything. Oh! I got two sixes oh! and a four. That's amazing! Holy crap. Tell me what happens. So I do uh I do connect and somehow I manage to connect with the poker side. Yeah. And not just the flat base Absolutely. side. Absolutely. So I not only manage to connect, but I manage to connect meaningfully, I, I feel, as I bring this down on the back of his head. On the back of his head. And as you do, it fully penetrates the skull. You even hear the of like skull cracking in towards the brain and pressure being relieved as like air gets into the skull. And he, at all of a sudden the grip on Becca's throat lets go and he just drops to the side and she, <gasps> Jed, Jed, what's happening? Please tell me you're awake now. And this man, you see, reaches an arm out for Becca. And she stands up and runs over and grabs you, holds you. And he starts to turn over on the bed towards you. What are you going to do? So he's still moving? Currently. I hit him again. <laughs> so, oh, I, so you want to go ahead and hit him again? Yeah. All right. I want to double tap. <laughs> so at this point, I would say it's a tense roll. Out of the desperate zone. All right. Um, so I just need to get a four to. Also, there. I'm going to give you a hope for that last one. Okay. That's a one. That is a one. <sighs> so on a tense roll for a one to three, you don't achieve what you were setting out to do, and you can choose. Whether to suffer the conse uh, a severe consequence, or I could choose to take two dread, or you can increase your despair track by one. Or, if you'd like. 
I can push it to a desperate. You can push roll it to a desperate and re-roll again. Re-roll, but the consequences become more severe. When I came in, I didn't see anybody else. I just saw him. You just saw him when you came in, running up through the dark, only focused on getting to him and saving your wife. Doing so in the process. There's probably not anyone else in here. All right. You hear a creaking downstairs. There's a creaking downstairs? Sorry, continue with what you were about to say. Ah! <laughs> no, the creak downstairs <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> I don't want to do another attack. I was going to push it, but if I hear a creak, we're not pushing it. So, and now are you taking you were either going to gain two dread or or I get a despair or you sister suffer secure, severe consequence. Cuz I'm pretty good on dread right now. I don't yeah. I don't need two more dread. I don't even know what it does. You're about to find out. Um I don't know what dread does. I only have one despair, though. Right. You want to take some, uh, some despair? I will take a despair. Okay, mark it down. To not give you any more dread. And with that despair, as you go to swing down with this poker for a second time, you hear the creak, and halfway down through your swing, you lose focus for a second as, it's impossible, there can't be someone else in this house, are you kidding me? And he lunges out his arm and grabs the poker and the strength that no man should have let alone a man that's been struck in the skull you cannot remove this from his grasp grasp <laughs> and becca pulls at you you've gotta go gotta go all right we'll run okay you're gonna run uh back downstairs you're gonna go out the window what do you want to do? No, we're going back downstairs. Okay. Because I don't have my, my poker anymore. Yeah. I need something from the kitchen. Right. I need a knife. All right. So are you going to lead the way or is Becca going first? Oh, I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to pull her with me. You you grab her hand yeah. and you pull her with you. You go to downstairs. Uh, as you make uh, the bend to finish uh, the down the second half of the stairs, there at the very bottom of the stairs is a man uh, almost as tall as the first blue jumpsuit, dark black gloves with a like plague mask, but cheaply made probably from a, you know, a cheap costume store. And they are down there with a uh, kitchen knife and they start moving up the stairs towards you, lifting the knife as they come lifting the knife. Yep. Okay. So I am going to, I'm going to tell Becca, to get downstairs and I'm going to basically try and uh, push this guy down. Like I'm going to try and like knock him down and away so that she can get by him and go down the stairs. Okay. Is that something I could do? So before you do that, I just need you to know that the sight of seeing a second intruder it's it's more than you can take in this moment and your despair goes up plus one not anxiety oh your despair my despair goes up one yes oof that's what dread does my friend 
Okay. Dread is a mechanic that allows me to either extend the game by using bits and pieces of points to raise, uh, you know, innocuous roles to more challenging ones, or to push the narrative by adding despair, kind of taking away that timer you feel so comfortable with. Because you can go from one dread to two dread to three dread so quickly. No dice needed. Because you'd already rolled low enough to give me the dread. Just banking it. Okay. Okay. You said you're going back upstairs? No, we're going downstairs. Downstairs. Yes. I'm going to attempt to push him down and let Becca run by. Okay. So she can get down and get something that we can fight back with. It's called desperate. This, this man's got a knife. So, if you succeed on this, I'll give you hope. If you get a six on this, I'll give you hope. So we're gonna do a base roll. Yes. All right. I'm going to. I'm gonna ask you if she could help. Okay. By us both rushing him to push him down these stairs. So you want her to help you. Have you already read through help as a side character? No. <laughs> so you can ask me for help if I agree. Um, and you've got all the story rights in the world for this to make sense. However, uh, being a side character is dangerous business. There's a 50% chance the side character will die. Even if the main character suffers no consequences. When a player rolls the side character's help, the GM adds the consequence from the table below to the roll's outcome. Say a player rolls a two on a tense roll, the player decides to increase their despair and the side character succumbs to the horror, which means they die. They die. So one to three with side character's help, she's dead. But that that's that's if that's the top roll. Mm-hmm. If my top roll was a four, five, or a six, Correct. then we succeed. Yep. And I'm going to be rolling with three dice. Are you rolling with three dice? Yes. Because <laughs> I want her to help to add a die. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I should give you a scar. So I have to, I have to really break this down. On a desperate roll with side character help, rules is written one through five, the side character is killed by the horror. Oh, I have to get a six to have this be successful. It is more dangerous for a side character. It is more dangerous for a side character to help me right now. Yeah, I was looking at tense roll. I wasn't looking at desperate. Yep. This is a desperate roll. Yes. Yeah. But you do get the extra die from it. Yeah, I know, but oof. That means she's like almost guaranteed to die. No, you roll a six. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's up to you, man. This is your roll. I'm just here to adjudicate and to listen on all the fun stories you tell tell me. And the silence. Yeah. It's painful. Is he S- step? After step, each one quickening as he raises the knife above his head and he's charging forward towards you. What do you do? I try and push past him by myself. Uh, 
and my scar is probably something a little more recent. Yeah. As in the fact that I've almost gotten Becca killed once tonight. Oh. By my failure. Ooh. That's incredibly recent. Yes. And I feel like I'll allow it. I'm going to get her killed again if I don't try and do something myself. You don't step up if and I don't make step it up and try and make something happen. And if I may interject, you've already had the loss of the life of one loved one recently. You can't handle another one. See the rolls. All right. I need to get a six on two dice. Well, you only have to get a six on one of them. Instead, Yo. you got a two on Instead, two dice. I got two twos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good thing I didn't have her help, at least. <laughs> All right. So with that, you don't achieve what you set out to do, and you suffer a, se- a severe consequence. You increase your despair track by one. Oh, my God. And I gain two points of dread. As you go to push this person to the side and you run up and you go to grapple them, it is not much as the blood starts to drip in front of your eye again and you lose focus for the side. And that's the side he's coming down on with the knife and he catches you right above your heart and the rest of the gooey bits inside your chest as you can feel this long knife pierce it has to be almost straight through you just bone somewhere in you stopping it from popping through the other side and as he does so the breath and momentum are taken out of you as your body it feels like it shuts down for a moment as the response is just shut it down (laughs) we don't know what to do we can't deal with this everything goes cold You feel like you lose focus and vision for a moment. And the pain is excruciating for less than a second because then you don't feel anything. And he takes you and brings you down to the stairs and is just pushing on it, trying to just pain you to the ground. And Becca uses this moment to jump over him and try to get past into the kitchen. You're not dead, my friend. You're in a bad spot. What do you do? As you come to knife through your chest, plague doctor (laughs) over you, and as you look up towards the top of the stairs, you see another gentleman, hammer in one hand, fire poker in the other, staring down at you. So the doctor is just standing over me now? He's pushing down on this knife on your chest trying to hold you in place, using the knife as leverage at this point, his body weight in the knife to keep you pinned. If it wasn't for whatever bone is in your back keeping it from going through, this thing would be into the stair by now. Right. One slip from this knife's edge on that bone, and it's it's going to be even worse. All right. So this is probably as desperate as it gets. And about now... Becca comes up with the frying pan and boom, hits this plague doctor in the back of the head, knocking him off to the side. 
and he lets go of the knife as he rolls onto the railway of the stairs, giving you a moment to stand up. If you can muster it. And he's still, like, in between us. He has, like, fallen, like, onto you, but the position he had on the knife, when she hits him, and she hits him across, like, the left side to the right side, he kind of rolls off your side to the right. Mm-hmm. So he is basically lying next to you. But momentarily disoriented, unconscious, dead. It's hard to say in this moment. And Becca's like, come on! Come on! Jared! Okay. I will just... Visible dark bruises on her throat. Get up and is... I'm assuming the front door is there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get down, You get to the stairs. You turn left. You see the front door. Wide open. Snow. Couple sets of footprints coming in. Yeah, I would uh, I would get up and grab her and run for the door. You run for the door? Yeah. What is uh, Becca wearing? What is she sleeping? Um... Probably like a nightgown. Okay. Yeah. We're not dressed for cold weather here. No. Do you take the time to put on your shoes? No, no, there wouldn't be Barefoot, any time for that. Yeah. Just running we through would just be snow. running outside. Okay. You make it? Yeah, you're outside. It's not a problem. So is this like a remote cabin? It's the only one here? What's the closest place that I can think of? This cabin to get away from it all. This retreat, so you can just forget about the day-to-day for a moment to move on with the grieving process. It's remote, probably eight, nine miles from the closest town. You do have a Jeep Cherokee that you drove up here. Uh, It's got, like, you know, a few inches of snow on it, and... Yeah, there's no other houses nearby. You'd have to drive down the mountain. Do I see any vehicle that they would have taken? No, but you do see multiple, like, not sets of footprints, but, like, it looks like someone, like, like carved through the snow as, like, they were trudging, like, one foot after the other. Uh, and you see a couple of those um, coming up from the woods on one uh, side to the left of the cabin. You see three of those. Three of them. (laughs) It's hard to see. The blood is dripping down. The only reason it's not freezing on your face right now is just the temperature of your body warming the blood. But even then, like the bits that are on your mustache are starting to freeze. And this wound in your chest, the knife is still there because you fear if you remove it, the blood loss that may occur. Yeah, I was going to take that out. <laughs> We're going to leave that in, I think. It's like a cork in a wine bottle. <laughs> your we feet, gotta, your feet, they burn. We've got to go back in. so much. We've got to go back inside. What? There's, what? there's another one. There's, there's another person. There's another person. We have to go back inside. We gotta go. We, there's nowhere to go. We can't, back. We can't go in. There's nowhere to go. Shit, we're going to die if we go in there hide and I tell her to hide on the porch why Jared we can't and she starts to tear up just go hide and I run back inside okay you get inside and you don't see anyone immediately upon entering there's nobody on the stairs again you don't see anyone on the stairs 
you do see bits of the rail that had broken inwards like towards like the kitchen area from him hitting it you see blood all of so much blood on the stairs probably your blood but you don't see anyone downstairs with you okay um <laughs> okay i open the door i reach out i grab her and i pull her in the house with me okay and then we run to the kitchen it's not far maybe 10 feet 10 15 feet from the entrance to the kitchen all right there's got to be another knife somewhere that i can grab there's knives yeah yeah i grab it you got knife. one closer than yeah any i don't other. want that one okay <laughs> that one's that one's a uh, uh, accessory now <laughs> yeah um I find her a knife too. Okay, what kind? Um, probably just like cutting knives, random knives okay. that were in the table. Yeah. yeah, you arm yourselves with knives. Is there? There's no other weapons in this house that I can think of. Is there? There is a hunting rifle uh, over the fireplace. Like decorational or functional? Hard to say. All right, so we both have knives. Yes. <laughs> I want to go for that rifle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to, like, make our way through the house as quiet as we can, though. Like, I'm not just running into that other room. I'm going to try and, like... So you're going to go... Yeah. Do me a favor. Make me an uneasy roll as you go to detach this rifle and also... We'll see if this is a real gun. It's a twofer. So this is an uneasy roll yep. to to get this... To get this rifle. To get the rifle down. Yep. Okay. It's above the thing. It's a, it's right above the fireplace. Okay, so, it's maybe like seven feet up. Okay, so I'm going to pull um the love seat or whatever mm-hmm. that's over by the fireplace right. over and uh, have Becca stabilize it for me. Okay, so I can climb up on it to she get. She tries it down. to do so. She's still so weak and her feet hurt so badly. Is it enough to give me an assist? Um, yeah. You want her, You want her to assist? She can yeah. assist. A six. A six. That's really good. So she's not killed. <laughs> uh, you achieve what you set out to do. and I didn't fall on her and stab no. her with my chest knife. And in fact, you take this rifle and you pop out uh, the clip and you've actually got three shots in it. So it, it appears to it be appears a to functional be weapon. You okay. have not fired it, Okay, but it is loaded. The The fireplace isn't lit, is it? No, not currently. Unless you left it lit when you went to sleep. No, I wouldn't have. It's dangerous. Yeah. I don't burn the house down. You hear from the floorboards above you. Directly above you. I could shoot through the floor. <laughs> All right. I am going to have i'm gonna go into the corner of the room basically and like try and make an area for a stand where's becca (laughs) behind me like with me okay oh i see you're saying yeah okay like because i'm assuming there's a place where there's no window behind us right i want to get into an area where like nobody can come from behind right that i can see somebody coming and Mm -hmm. ready the gun because I want to blow somebody's head off. Yeah. All right. So you just hunker down? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you know you are losing blood. It's just not as quick as if you pulled the knife out. You might not have till morning if you're going to try to wait this out. 
but how long are you willing to wait? Do, do you hear I know the movement of someone above you? Do I know where the car keys are? Yeah. And do I think it's well, you said it's a couple feet of snow though. Driving isn't going to work in that, is it? Well, you fell into a couple feet in the area. A lot of that had recently like fallen off like the roof and stuff like that, but there were only a few inches on top of the car. Okay. So so where are the keys at? Are they by the door? Where do you where do you put your keys when you go to a cabin? I by mean, the door? Yeah, if there's a table or something like that near the entryway. It should be by the door. Like by the mudroom or something yeah. is where they would be. Do you want to be by the door? So if I if nobody immediately comes into the room, like You're looking around. It's still above me. It's just a singular noise. Someone moving above you. Okay, then I would rush over so we can get the keys. Are the keys there as you make an uneasy roll? Nothing terrible happens on a one to three. I know. A six. That's amazing. Yeah. The keys are right there where you left them. Okay. So I'll grab the keys quietly. (laughs) And give them to Becca. Okay. Because she has to drive. (laughs) Okay. She takes them. And she she looks at you and nods understandingly, and not not purposely whispering, but it's all she can get out. It's just okay. Are you ready? Yes. And we go, go. You run. Make me a tense roll. As you run barefoot across this freezing snow, to make the way. To this Jeep Cherokee. Hmm. Bits of red dripping every couple of feet, littering the snow. I guess we're just gonna flat roll it. See what we get. You don't want Becca's help? Well, I don't want her to fall in the snow and die. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 50% chance that she chokes on snow. <laughs> what is a six? Oh, Get me. you're so good. That's amazing. Wow, you're rolling hot right now. Yeah. The character achieves they set out to do. You make it to the car. You open up the door. You jump in. She jumps in the driver's seat. Are you in the passenger in the back? Uh, I would get in the uh, passenger seat. Get in the passenger seat. And immediately flash the muzzle into the back seat. You flash the muzzle? <laughs> to, like, All right. shoot somebody. <laughs> as soon as you turn to the back seat, uh, there is a rock being slammed towards your face. I need you to make me a desperate roll. A rock? Oh, my God. All right. So, a desperate roll. You're definitely going to get some dread. If I don't run, there's no way I can roll a third six in a row. <laughs> Is there? I mean, anything's Ooh. possible. When is that four on the display? Yeah, it is. <laughs> is uh, I am she... gonna give you because making the car. I'm gonna give you hope. Did she have a chance to get the car started before I did this? Did she? 
Yeah. Then yes. Okay. So you want her help because yes. she's gonna hit the gas. Because she's gonna hit the gas. Okay. <laughs> I I'm right here with you. I want her to hit the gas. Okay. As I, I don't know. I guess I'm attempting to get off a shot before I get hit with a rock. Okay. I love it. What'd you get? Three and a three. <laughs> this is not so. good. I'm paying for all those sixes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna run you through a couple things real quick. Okay. One. You don't achieve what you set out to do. Nope. Two. You have a rock shoved so far down your gullet. Your teeth bust inward, and this man is wearing you like a glove. The next thing that happens is in a panic, Becca looks over, drives full speed into a tree, flies out the front window, hits the tree, dead on impact. The next thing you see is this gentleman stepping out of the car flinging the blood off his arm rabbit mask his two other masked jumpsuit folks walk up look at your corpse and they start walking down the mountain thank you for playing as you take a fifth despair. My last despair. But a three hope. I feel like we were close. You were. <laughs> you were close. Oh man, I had so many sixes at the end there. I had plans for you making it down the mountain. I was really... Oh, I just needed a couple more. The sheriff was on the way up of the mountain. Just a couple more. Because of a recent uh, inmate escape. Man, that was tense. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, Quietus. All right. Meant for uh, one game master and one to two players. It's a system that I found built from the ground up for one shots in games like this. So like I said, if we were to play it properly, we would sit here and we'd both go back and forth a little bit discussing your character, your backstory, and location and why you're here. And then we would go from there just like we just did. All we did was we skipped the first 20, 30 minutes of discussing character, character creation. Yes. And stuff like that. Uh, but uh, at first time we've played this, hot hot thoughts. What'd you think? That was incredibly tense. Yeah? Now, I don't know if every scenario is built like this or... I, like, I guess my question is, is that, like, um, is is this game always set in like present time? Is it supernatural or does it have to be? It's It's pretty much anything, right? So I didn't, I didn't run you through a module or anything like that. Uh, That was stuff we were making up together. Yeah. What I did start you with is towards the beginning of the book. There is, because all throughout the book, there are little bits of notes that are just uh, like paragraphs that aren't fleshed out stories or modules or anything. They're just snippets to get you in the mindset for running this game. All I did was insert your name into it and read it. 
everything else we just made up on the spot. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, uh, this game it says you can use it with all kinds of realistic. There's actually a couple different variations of like results for the rolls depending on if it is like a humanoid and like a you know a person or if it is ethereal or some sort of eldritch horror. Because either way, five hope, you win. Five despair, you lose. No sooner one way or the other. So no matter what your threat is, you make it work. Yeah, so this is one of those systems that you could use with pre-existing characters. You could drop this in anywhere you want. You can just drop this into something yep. with existing you know, stuff that you're currently using. Absolutely. That's cool. I love systems like that. It seemed really neat. And uh, you would actually be uh, surprised to note because we haven't played it. Uh, it is based off of uh, Blades in the Dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our first time playing something uh, Blades in the Dark adjacent was this. Was this. <laughs> Quietus. No, I like this a lot. It's actually a really, a really cool system. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see how it works with the addition of another player. Something to note, uh, when you play it with an another player... It actually, it sounds interesting. I don't know if it reduces the tensity of it or not. I don't know if I'd have an NPC necessarily if there's another player. But you need five hope to succeed across both of you. It's combined. Oh, it's a combined hope. Mm -hmm. However, you each have your own despair pool. So if you hit five despair, you don't both lose. Just yeah, you. Just but one person. Right, so yeah. that's not across the board, but the hope is. But Which, hope that, is. Okay. that I do wonder how that makes it feel interesting because if you can pull it off together you can you can make it work no it seems like it would be a very fun system even when you add another person in um, yeah i i want to try it again soon no actually. i like this i think it looked, i think it's a pretty fun system and i'd like to play it again yeah we gotta we gotta get a hold of our associate from work and see if uh we can get him on the horn see him you know see if he'd like to you know throw some dice yeah i think this is a system that he would uh that he would enjoy oh you mean uh dark and everyone dies yeah or yeah exactly probably. Yeah. super <laughs> tense yep everybody is has a chance of dying at pretty uh -huh. much any moment yeah no this sounds right up great alley. <laughs> but yeah awesome. uh, well this, thank you very much that was no that was a lot of fun thank you for playing uh i you know what spooky months over almost over i've been having a blast everyone let us know on youtube comments or if you're listening to it on podcast on uh you know Spotify, you can answer the Q and A's or surveys, things like that. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about Spooky Month. If this is something we should pursue next year, or if this is something we should pursue like off regular schedule, maybe like throw these in every once in a while throughout the year. Not necessarily spooky themed all the time, even, but just like these live plays in general. But yeah, I've been having a great time. This has been really fun just to flex these muscles some more and. Next week, we're going to finish it all off with, you're going to run a game of, was it Morkborg? Morkborg. 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 Yeah. So we'll get there next week. And until then, uh, thank you, everyone. I've been Tyler. And I've been Richard. And we've been True Strike. Hey, adventurers. Thanks again for joining us today. Please be sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcasting platforms and on YouTube. If there's any questions you'd like to write into the show, you can hit us up on threads or Instagram. New episodes release every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to True Strike.